Hello and welcome to the Righteous Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ray Charles. I'm here with Pastor James Williams. I tell you, I tell you, God has a sense of humor. I started off with the intent to interview him, and just in the introductory conversation, he discovered so much about my book. The Holy Spirit just directed us, why don't we flip the script and have him interview me so the last episode you will hear pastor james interviewing me that's the last podcast but right now pastor james welcome to the righteous leadership podcast just introduce yourself to our listening audience yeah hi thanks again for for having me uh it's it's nice to be uh the interviewee this time uh, <laughs> so, uh, hello everyone. Uh, my name's Pastor James Williams. I'm pastor at the First Baptist Church of Philadelphia. We've been around since 1698, 322 years. In wow. this, yeah, it's it's beautiful. And to watch the hand of God work through the ministry over these these um, three and a half centuries is is really incredible. And so I'm honored to be part of this tradition. I've only been there since January, uh, but already you know. Um, and particularly in this in this kind of chaotic year we've had, it's been amazing to see the way God is moving in our community these days. Uh, so prior to that, I, I had served as um, an outreach pastor at the Green Church in Pennsylvania and before that Drexel Hill Baptist Church. Uh, and I also worked for a short time at American Baptist International Ministries, which is yes. where I, I had the privilege of meeting you, Dr. Charles. Yes, that's where we met. Yes, yes. That's where, and who would have thought um, uh, the young lady that introduced us, uh, the Reverend uh, Sandra Dawsonville, uh, we yes. have a saying, uh, what are the chances, you know, um, and several others, uh, Dr. Charles Jones there at International Ministries, we started that saying back in Liberia, when my wife and I were first uh, nominated, uh, selected as uh, uh, special assistants for leadership development for Liberia, we uh every time god moved we say what are the chances and and pastor james what are the chances that you and i will be sitting here today mm. having this podcast yeah. uh, for the glory of god it it, it 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 couldn't be measured it couldn't be planted it had to be the hand of god don't you think i i i truly do yeah um, I truly do, and and uh, particularly with the way. So so the audience is in now. I mean, the spirit of God has been moving in our conversations. So uh, this is this is a blessed time for me, um, yes. and, and hopefully for all of us. You know. So I as I read your bio, I realized we have one of the things. We, well, we have a lot in common, but one of the things we have in common is is your passion uh, for the homeless. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Pacific Garden Mission, PGM.org. Uh, out of Chicago. No, uh, I'm, I'm not. If, if you get a chance, just look them up. Uh, P is in Paul, G is in Gary, M is in Mary, pgm.org. Uh, it's the oldest homeless rescue mission in the world. We just celebrated 140 years of existence. Wow. So that's, that's one of the things that we have in common is your passion for the homeless. Wow, yeah. Pastor James, I, I, I've been waiting for weeks to ask you this question. You know where we're going. Uh, <laughs> we typically have several, about three or four questions, but we let the Holy Spirit lead us with number two, three, and four. But number one is typically I ask every guest this, this same question. When you hear the term righteous leadership, 
what comes to mind? Enlighten our audience on that from your perspective. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I, I have to say that I have been heavily influenced um, from my last interview with you, Dr. Charles. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you know, when I think of righteous, uh, and I'm thinking about it in scripture, I'm, I'm coming across, you know, the, these two words. In Greek, it's um, dikaiosine and uh, sodak in, mm. in, in Hebrew. And, and in both cases, we get this idea of being uh, right or justifiable, uh, and, and in a biblical sense, in the eyes of God. But where you've influenced me, Dr. Charles, is... Um, This idea of being a righteous person is not uh, like an on or off uh, switch, you know. Rather, it, it, it's it's a lifetime of cultivation of examining uh, character and 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 just perpetually uh, b building into it. So I, you know, I wonder if we ever achieve, uh, you know actual or, or a pure righteousness even because I can't imagine a life in which I'm not working towards this righteousness you know and and I'm sure uh, we, we could we could hash that out longer but I, I think I think when I think of of righteous leadership really what I'm thinking is what does it mean to to live out to the fullness of God's glory what does it mean to be you know the fullest version of James uh, carve the way God would carve me. If I was a, a block mm. of stone, you know, how mm. would, how would God do it? And understanding too that as as God is working on this piece of artwork that we call James, somehow I inevitably am messing it up somewhere, and God just comes back and rechisels, you know. Mm. But but it seems like it's an assiduous process. Of mm. I, I I'm blessed uh, to be able to look uh, towards uh, mentors, heroes, saints. Um, uh, you know, for examples of, of what I would identify as righteousness, I think it's it's Proverbs thirteen twenty. We read, "He who walks with the wise grows wise." You know, yes. and and I'm I'm looking for others that bear good fruit, um, and 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 you know that that's really what I'm looking for. But all of this is secondary or perhaps even tertiary to um, what I see as the epitome of righteous leadership, and that, of course is following in the footsteps of Jesus Christ. Mm. Uh, uh, I think it's Samuel Escobar who, who points out, he says, Christ is God's best evangelist, and we should therefore take every opportunity to learn from our master. And I remember, wow. yeah, yeah. And when I first read this, this really stuck. Um, uh, you know, I, I can be looking to all these mentors uh, for, for how to live out, and they help me in my own context, right? Because yes. when I... And, and in particular situations, because I, when, when I read scripture, I don't see how Jesus is acting in every situation in life, you know? Right. So I have these mentors who, who have helped me hash out uh, this righteous living. But really, I, I'm just trying to live out, um, you know, the, uh, the righteousness of Christ. I, I think I think Dr. Charles, if I'm being honest, the hard part is is determining in the nuances or in the um, the gray areas of life. Yeah. Where that righteousness is pointing us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 As I'm listening to you, Pastor James, um, the word that that that's coming up for me is is efficacy. Mm. Um, uh, you, you know, you we we hear efficacy in in the context of the efficacy from a pharmaceutical perspective, the right. efficacy of a drug, 
whether yeah. it be for uh, like, uh, AIDS or, or, or uh, well, we are believing that there will be the efficacy of the drug for for, for COVID-19, for example. Well, as I list, as I sit here, just listening to every word that, that's coming out of your mouth, um, I'm, I'm hearing righteousness is is the efficacy of who you and I were designed to be. Yeah, yeah. As you as you use that 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 picturesque example of the brick being chiseled. These are your words. These aren't my words. The right, picture right. is of the brick being chiseled, and then and and then the finished product is 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 the righteousness of God being manifest, being revealed. Yeah. And 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 and, and thanks to to, to uh, 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 Elder Brother James, he says the righteousness of God is revealed from faith mm. to faith. Yes. Right. It's 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 a process. It's as, as you said. It's not an on-off switch. I love that what you said. It's not an on-off switch. If you have, if you're listening, I know you're listening. The fact that you tuned into this podcast, please press pause and get your notepad because Pastor James is dropping some nuggets. It's not an on-off switch. So as I look at your bio, I see things. It says Pastor James is very passionate about um, his work with the societally marginalized. Sure. When when I see that, what comes to mind for me is, I was hungry. You didn't feed me. Right. I was right. thirsty. Right. You didn't give me anything to drink. I was, yeah, I was naked. You didn't clothe me. I was sick. You didn't visit me. It, 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 I, that sounds if that's not marginalized i don't know what is right pastor speaks speak to our listening audience about that element and i'm cherry picking if if i were to go through line by line of your bio we would have a three-hour podcast but so, but but connect that line in your bio with righteous leadership yeah yeah so so i think if i take a step back to how, how I kind of, uh, I'm, I'm approaching this. So um, there was an influential um, social ethicist in 20th century um, named uh, Reinhold Niebuhr. And, and some of you might be familiar with his names. And he identified three social ideals. Uh, he said that in, in the world that we live, there is equality, there is justice, and there is love. And from a Christian perspective, he said that um, God is love of course, as we know that, and the kingdom of God will be manifest with love. Now, it's clear that where we live now is not fully manifest as the kingdom of God. Um, I, I think you had talked earlier, you know, about uh, um, maybe when we were interviewing you, Dr. Charles, uh, you know, the kingdom of God, the, the message of Jesus is the kingdom of God is at hand, or the kingdom of God is near, depending what gospel you're reading. Uh, this this um, here and not yet component of of this kingdom of God. And, uh, you know, in this real world, the way in which we can approximate love with all of its complexities is in the eyes of Niebuhr by aiming for justice. Justice brings us as close as we can get to love in social terms in the real world. Wow. Um, and, and, you know, it really stuck with me too. And, and so he says, how do we arrive at justice? By trying to achieve equality. 
by trying to achieve fairness in this world. And insofar as we can approximate the ideal of equality, we will be realizing justice, which means that we're approximating true love. Now, importantly, if justice becomes an end in and of itself, uh, ironically, it can't be achieved because justice easily degenerates into vengeance. And of course, vengeance is illegitimate. It does not serve justice. Um, and and so when I'm when I'm living out this Christian faith, I'm I, you know, and it's easier when I'm downtown in Philadelphia. I walk out my door, and there's someone who needs to be fed, you know, right there. There's someone across the street who needs clothes, and I can see that there isn't equality yet in the lives of these people. Um, so for me, that that's really blossomed into um, a, a heart for those who I see as as overlooked, um, a heart for those who don't have it as well as the rest of us, uh, a heart for those who um, don't experience empathy on a large scale in this country. Um, and that, that's, that seems to mean a lot of people. But I, I think that the biblical corpus really speaks to a God who is preoccupied with um, the widowed, the fatherless, the oppressed, the poor. These, these are um, suffering people and God cares about those who are suffering. And so it, it's had a big impact on me and, and my mission. Uh, uh, you know, a mission that I feel that we're all on. So, thank you. Um, when, if justice becomes the end in and of itself, it mm. is not achievable. It right. leads to vengeance. My God. Right. What an awesome and profound statement. When I think of your journey, and I think of uh, your, one of your most recent pivots, uh, and your bio says, Pastor James' work has shifted uh, to focus on the need of racial justice in this country. Uh, as a Caucasian pastor, and, and I'm assuming, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, the, the, the makeup of your congregation, Pastor, is, is yeah, it's it's eighty-two percent African American. Eighty-two percent African. So this is perfect. That's a perfect setup for mm -hmm. for this question. Uh, can you speak to our audience for Caucasian pastor, fifth generation uh, pastoral lineage in in your in your um, in your generational in your genetic makeup? How does righteous leadership play a role? in the racial justice of this nation. Can you yeah. speak to that? Yeah. Um, immediately, I'm coming back to this, this idea of, of justice of, and its relation to equality. I think that you would be, um, well, I would say you'd be hard pressed to, to not be able to see the disparities in our country, but apparently I'm wrong uh, because that that's just not the case. Uh, it looks like we're we're about divided. With some saying that uh, uh, African Americans and, and people of color in this country, essentially anyone that's not white, um, uh, are not living in systems that are set up for success, or not set are not living in systems that cater to uh, equality. And and I agree with that observation. Um, but you know. Uh, 
coming coming to First Baptist, uh, where I'm at now, was was interesting for me. So it, it is it is predominantly an African American congregation. It's a smaller congregation too, and an older congregation. Um, and I had you know this is my first lead pastorate, and my first Sunday there was Martin Luther King Sunday. And oh I said, wow! Yeah, I said okay, so this is a challenge, you know. And then we go into Black History Month, and I want to make sure that I'm I'm honoring my constituents, you know, and and and. What this really has done is opened me up to um, a process of listening, but but I'm digressing here because I want to get to uh, the point, which is, um, you know, when George Floyd happened, um, our city er erupted, as did many uh, urban centers in in Philadelphia, and it erupted into um, a chaotic state. Um, and uh, you know, you actually say in your book, Dr. Charles, leadership is the distillation of chaos, yeah. and that's. Yes, and that's sitting with me here. And I'm not going to claim that I'm a leader that distilled chaos, but rather Christ is a leader that distilled yes. chaos during during this. And and here's how. So uh, my my uh, our church building is in downtown Philadelphia, and I went to check on it the day after George uh, after George Floyd was was murdered, um, and. Uh, I, I saw a group of police officers and uh, I, I went to, it was hot out, I went to give them some water and I did and I looked over uh, across the street and there was a group of homeless gentlemen and I said, okay, I'll just go back in the church and get water. And I, I kept on doing this process of going in, coming out and giving water because there's, there's, um, there's a lot of tension in the street. All the, all the stores are closed down because they had been broken into uh, previously um, from, from the rioting. And um, the spirit of God was just moving me from corner to corner. And before I knew it, I ended up in this protest. And this gave me time to really think about, you know, what do I believe? How do I encounter justice in this world? What am I standing up for? Because my feet are getting in it. And, you know, I felt this movement of God so strongly. Uh, you've talked about the inner monologue that, that you know and come to recognize as Christ. And this was a similar experience for me. I could feel Christ's presence on me. I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to lean into this. Um, and I did. And uh, within a few hours, I had been tear gassed and shot with rubber bullets and, um, and, and maced. And, you know, this galvanized a passion in me that I didn't even know was there. Something that said, uh, you know, I, I, would, I, would, I would equate it to what Walter Brueggemann kind of calls this um, prophetic imagination. You know, the, there was a passion in me that just not, has not left. We, the people of God, have to look and see the injustices in this country and then come to terms with them. We need to make this country look more and more like the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. And, and you know, by not acknowledging that um, the, the gross racial um, tensions and, and problems in this country that are built into the, to the fabric of many institutions, such as our, 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 our um, criminal justice system, you know, by, by not recognizing this, we are not being faithful Christians. We're not, we're failing to see those who are um, on the margins, those who are hungry, those who are thirsty, those who are suffering, those who are, who are in pain. Wow. 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 So where, um, I think this may very well be my, my last question, where if it's if it's not received at the college level, mm. many of the senators in the Senate, of course, are attorneys. 
if it's not received in law school, and I don't want to, I don't want to come up with a huge assumption that they may not necessarily be in church on a Sunday. But where would these leaders, Pastor, help our audience? What, what, what is, what are some of the baby steps that we can, um, that we can take to, to engender this nature and character of righteous leadership outside of the pews? Yeah, yeah. It sounds like Dr. Charles, what you're talking about is just, um, you know, when we say that the when we claim Jesus is Lord, uh, the, the old creed was Kyrios Jesus Christos, Jesus Christ is Lord. We're not just saying he's Lord of Sunday, uh, he's Lord of church, but rather he's Lord of my family. He's Lord of my politics. He's wow. Lord of my work life. He's wor- Lord of my home life. Come permeating on. into every bit of my day. And you know, I mean, I think this comes back to, to shoe in what is enough. And I'm particularly thinking here, um, although my mind also goes to observing of, of, of habits. What habits are in your shoe? Are they serving you? Uh, and I think you you say, um, are they driving you closer to life's mission, mm-hmm. right? Uh, what is your mission? What are you called to do? For many of us, uh, you know, righteousness is an innate call in our lives just by virtue of being Christian. You know, we accept the salvation of Christ and uh, in the process, um, we are changed uh, in, in, in strong and magnificent ways and it changes our character to the core, I believe. Yeah. Um, but this, this, this process of change, as we talked about, isn't, isn't immediate. Rather, it's, it, it, it takes time, you mm-hmm. know? Um, it's, from thinking, glory, it's from glory to glory. Go ahead, Pastor. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of um, something you wrote in Enough is Enough. Um, I had to remember. Speaking, setting, settling, sewing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, these were for you, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, some of the the ways in which you now were were um, refocusing your habits. So this is this is a pen and paper moment for everyone. I'm I'm quoting Dr. Charles here: speaking, <laughs> setting, settling, and sewing. So speaking what I believe versus speaking what I what I know. This is a, this these are direct quotes. Um, uh, setting process goals versus production goals. Um, settling, I love this one, settling once and for all uh, that what was before me was far greater or that what is before me is far greater than what was behind me. Wow, you're preaching to me, Dr. Charles. I'm thinking about your background, you know, um, and and what a leap that is. And, and so we remember that, you know, what is before us as, as, as we're leaning into being these new righteous Christians is far greater than what's behind us because we are being made into the image of Christ and the gifts that come along with that are immense. And I'm not talking prosperity gospel here. I'm talking love. That's what we're talking about here. The gift of love, of experiencing God's love more, of getting to to give love to God more, of this tangential relationship, and then the relationship between us and others, it is truly a gift. And then you say sowing. Perhaps the most poignant part of this, Dr. Charles, sowing in tears and reaping in joy. 
supporting others from a pure heart without uh, care or thought of reciprocity. And I mean, that that feels righteous to me, right? Caring for others without concern for yourself, without asking, when am I going to do it, get out of it? It comes back to those two uh, quintessential commands of Jesus, love God above others and love others uh, as, as yourself. Mm. Yeah. Pastor, you know this is this this is part one. Mm. We we're gonna have to have you invite you back. Oh, and, I, and, I am honored. And and you are so right. Enough is enough is an anthology. Um, it is it is so dense and it's so packed. But I thank you for visiting us today, and I thank you for blessing our audience. I'm not sure if I I mentioned to you our second largest audience is Hong Kong. Um, wow. Um, our first, of course, is the U.S., and I think Liberia is uh, like number four. Uh, so the gospel of the kingdom is 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 going forth in all the earth. Yes, yes. Pastor, before we leave, I ask all my guests the same question: Is there any closing remarks that you can offer them? Any book? Any closing remarks? any resource, any way to get in contact with you. I, I'm giving you free reign for the next two, three minutes. And thank you, Dr. Charles. I And, and I mean this truthfully. Um, if, uh, if, if you all are looking for a resource, I do hope that you have looked at Enough is Enough. Um, mm -hmm. You know, most of what we were talking about today, all of it really fits into um, you know, what, what is in our shoe, our spirit, our habits, our observing, our emotional intelligence, you know, and this is, this is the mastermind of, 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 of you, Dr. Charles. Uh, you know, I, my, my brain is, it's a liberal arts brain, you know, that's my education and background, uh, but you have um, produced here a really systematized approach, but one that, of, as we said earlier, uh, goes across all contexts. And I think that's the real the real value in it. And uh, it's it's like the beauty of Stephen Covey, but it's Christocentric, it's pneumocentric, you know, it's 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 bibliocentric, it is God-centric here. Talk about the spirit of God and it, it, it undergirds the entire book. So I do, I recommend enough is enough. And for all of you out there, just keep leaning into the spirit of God. Um, the, the more we do this, uh, the more we cultivate this relationship with God. And I think the rest ends up falling into place eventually. Just yes. keep leaning, keep leaning and listening to those still small voices, those gentle nudges. Maybe you'll end up um, in, uh, in, in a protest. Maybe you will end up um, in a, a, a new home. Uh, you know, um, thank you, Dr. Charles. Mm. Wow. Well, thank you. Thank you uh, for those closing grace, um, graceful and very um, generous words. Uh, and I felt it. I felt it from the heart. They were, they were genuine. You've been listening to the Righteous Leadership Podcast. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you. What a powerful session we have had today. Please share the podcast. It is on almost every podcast channel, whether it be Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Anchor Podcasts. Uh, share it. It's in uh, Liberia. It's in Hong Kong. It's all over the world. 
righteous, what the world, uh, I remember years and years ago, there was this song, what the world needs now is love, sweet love. I just want to do some editorial privilege on that saying is what the world needs now is righteous leadership throughout the globe. Until we speak again, until we meet again, see you at the top. I'm your host, Dr. Ray Charles. Please share the website, arrayoflight.com. That is probably the easiest way for someone to listen to the podcast episodes. And I'll see you next time. Take care and God bless.